0: further explanation, the Taylor Swift podcast. The Air's tour has begun. We have basically attended two shows <laughs> <laughs> virtually and always except physically. We were at those shows. Yes. Um, and we have so much to say. So get get ready. Here we go. Like this is going to be a lot. Me and Kai haven't talked about this yet. We've texted a little bit, but we really tried to refrain from talking about it before we hit record. So. Okay. Um, What, as I was saying to you two seconds before we hit record, (laughs) is the live I was watching last night of the second show. Um, This girl had the obstructed view seats and they looked so good. Like you could see, you could see the, obviously you don't get to see the front um, end of the stage where the (laughs) screens are. You can't see like the house set the folklore house. Oh, also, we're going to talk about the tour, so if yeah, you don't yeah. want spoilers... <laughs> if you don't want spoilers, um, turn this off. So... But she but she had such a good view, aside from the fact that, you know, you miss any, anything she sings up there, which really isn't that much. Um, I mean, that screen that they have, like, they have that screen right there, so you get to kind of, like, you can see tiny Taylor down there on the stage, and then you can yeah. see just her face on that screen. Which I mean, I, I feel like is... there's not really any bad seats, you know? Yeah. Because the stage really does a lot for you visually, wherever you are. Yeah. But people did say when they were on the floor, they did not even realize all the stuff that was going on on the stage until they got home and saw videos. <laughs> well, yeah, but, okay, here's my thing with that is, like, that to me I think is a stupid complaint. Well I'm not, not even a not complaint. Like a, but it's a that doesn't make those seats any less good than any other seats because what you're trading off for that well, is, yeah, is proximity a to the actual Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean Yeah, and obviously the nosebleeds, <laughs> you're you're sacrificing being way too far away from anyone and anything but you know you still see the whole production so either way you're there in the room and it's a good seat. so in this episode we were going to talk about the shows the two first two nights of the tour and the uh four songs that taylor dropped but i think that we just simply don't have time to talk about those songs i think that'll have to be well, I think we could talk about him a little Another bit because it connects to one of my issues. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, first of um, all, let me just preface. Mm. I had, none of us had any idea that this tour was going to be three hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of us hoped, me included, mm. but no one actually expected it. <laughs> you know what I mom said the other day, now I can't stop thinking about it? It was a three hour tour. A three-hour tour, which is the Gilligan's Island theme song. (laughs) Oh my God, she made that a reality. But okay, like kind of going off of what you're saying, I want to preface this episode by saying that I am genuinely so thrilled and overjoyed Mm -hmm. by this tour. I do not have like when the when the show was about to start, I was kind of like it was hitting me how much I love Taylor Swift and like an unhealthy amount and because I like I genuinely my brain doesn't allow me to fully feel that all the time because it's too much <laughs> so right before the first show happened I was like listening to her music and I had my airpods in and I was like just waiting for the live to start and I was just getting really overwhelmed and then she came on on stage and I watched that and I was like this is the best thing I've ever seen and I like as I was watching the show, like, me and Kaya were texting and I had, like, oh, she didn't do this or she sang this and I wanted her to do this instead. But, like, I'm really happy with the tour. I'm really overwhelmed by the production yeah. <laughs> and the changes that she made to the Taylor Swift show that you're used mm-hmm. to seeing. Um, and I don't, like, anything I say or me and Kaya say, I think I'm speaking for you. Let me know <laughs> if you disagree. But Anything we say in this episode that we wish would have been different or that we wish Taylor would do differently and change, that's just us talking about it because we're such big fans and for the sake of discussion. Yeah, we're gonna talk about about everything. The spectacular, the amazing, the slightly disappointing, (laughs) but overall, (laughs) the show was amazing. So when we talk about, like, our personal things or, like, things we kind of were hoping for that didn't happen, it's like, I mean... It was impossible for her to create something that would please everybody in every single little way. And we weren't expecting anything like that because it's impossible. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about that in the last episode, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about our personal things that we want, but also how amazing (laughs) and how much she gave that was unexpected and she went above and beyond. And yeah, because like overall, the thing is, this is a three hour show that you're getting. She crammed a lot of stuff in there. No, not everyone's going to be pleased with the thing she chose. But she is giving you like that. There is no it's not up for discussion whether or not she is giving this. She put a lot of thought and heart into this. And everyone involved. Yeah. So like just for that alone, you have to just respect it and appreciate it. And if you don't, then that's like you kind of suck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, you clearly don't have any grasp of how much goes into a show. Because a regular show itself is already a lot of, a lot of work and a production just so much like goes this. into it. Yeah. Crazy. The, what's, what is it that the article said? The most ambitious um, stadium tour ever conceived. <laughs> Which is, yes, I totally agree. Um, it's going to go down in history, absolutely. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, what just blew me away, honestly, as soon as the show started, is the different approach that she clearly took to the audience's experience of the show. Like, the stage is not, like, it's not like anything she has done previously. I feel like all of her tours before, you can kind of see the evolution. This one's a big job. I mean, it kind of takes what the grandness of reputation and the structure, sort of, of 1989 and, like, mashes it together in this weird, <laughs> confusing way, but it's really... I really like it. Yeah. And like, this is what I said about um, rep, because rep was huge, but kind of in the wrong way, in my yes. opinion. Yeah. Because it didn't go out far. I mean, obviously, we had the B stages You're too. You're talking about but the stage even was, specifically. I'm talking about rep right now. Yeah. The stage specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely huge like my, my when we were there i could not comprehend that because coming from arenas was like what mm-hmm. <laughs> and so but oh, i mean we had the B stages which were pretty big too but they had the giant snakes in them so i couldn't really see <laughs> <laughs> but it just felt like hard for my brain to comprehend but this is very like it's grand and huge in the right way mm-hmm. because the screen is smaller it doesn't take up as much space but this stage extends way farther so more people have the chance to see her mm-hmm. so i think that's more important yeah and also it's way easier to wrap my head around even though i'm sure i don't understand it yet because i've only watched like a live stream but i i get sort of the the mechanics a little bit more i think yeah when i saw the stage um on opening night when people started getting into the stadium i was like she um I was like, oh my God, this stage is actually, the show hasn't even started yet. And it's, I can tell right now that it is so much better than the rep stage because I think also with the rep tour, she probably saw a lot of people talking about, like, well, it's kind of hard to see her. <laughs> the stage is huge, but I, <laughs> doesn't really help me see her she gets lost in the stage too because the entire stage is just screen and it's like you can't even tell where the floor ends and the wall begins yeah it was (laughs) like kind of an optical illusion almost it was yeah yeah it was just hard to see her but this stage it just feels so much more intuitive for the audience's experience mm -hmm. of what would make it easier to see her and to enjoy the show to see the actual performers and not just to like see this giant stage comes to a concert to watch um tv screen yeah <laughs> let's be real but um unless it's for the visuals <laughs> oh I was gonna say. damn it <laughs> things are leaking <laughs> um we oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> the first part of the stage that's like a rectangle and the screen is not like super huge, but it is big mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of like just her regular arena tours like the speak now stage and yeah. all that like she can kind of like run side to side it's way bigger obviously yeah. but oh my god okay that just reminded me we simply have to if you guys listen to our prediction episode then you know we, we predicted a lot so of right. things accurately and it's funny because it's like it wasn't even predictions it was just things that we wanted her to do we wanted she just we like manifested listened and it. obeyed <laughs> Because we share brain cells with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Seriously, though. Okay, like the theatricality from Speak Now. Number one sets, thing that we both wanted. The set production, yep. the acting out of yes. the lyrics, the ballet. Someone played the in Last Great American Dynasty. Did you notice that? Apparently, someone, like one of the dancers, was like playing her. <laughs> what? Like, I'm, I'm, oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> This is – I didn't know that until last night. Oh, my God. It's so good, Kaya. And so there's so many I little just things chills. that are still unfolding that we haven't even – that's why I'm not going to watch a live stream every night. I don't want to experience it in full over and over again until I have seen it myself. And then I'll probably want to experience it over and over, and over again. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm trying to, like, save the experience for my – because I wasn't going to wait for spoilers, like that's just not going to happen, yeah. okay? Like I want to be in the know as soon as it happens in the first place But also like you just can't avoid that Speaking <laughs> you know, of being so, in the know, I feel like the crowd um, The crowd on the first night was pretty dead <laughs> Yeah But I kind of think that's the norm for opening sh- opening night that's shows that's what I was going to say Because I felt like the first night just had a different vibe and last night, I only watched the first few songs of the live stream, but immediately could tell the energy was different. Mm-hmm. Cause she And she feeds off the energy of the crowd, and she was oh, yeah. different. And it's like a symbiotic yeah. thing happening, the crowd and Taylor mm-hmm. feeding off of each other. And it was just... We got her little surprise, like, looking at the audience face, like... She was doing this whoop. thing, she was, like, pointing to everybody, she was like, yeah, just like pointing to the crowd, and it was the cutest thing. Aww. I was actually dying. I was like, she doesn't know that she's pointing to me because so I'm sweet. watching it. <laughs> it's just... Um, yeah, the opening night is like opening night, tea- trademark. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's like the event to be at. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, people who have a lot of money are going to fly there. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like, celebrities were there. And it's just, like, a big deal. <laughs> so, I feel like the more unexpected shows are sometimes the ones that have the biggest, like, fan percentage in the crowd or, like, the, the most excited crowd because yeah, it's that's, just, like, genuinely fans. That, that's so true. I think maybe some people felt, like, just based on the first show alone, which it's it's a little unfair of us to make judgments about um, Yeah, um Taylor specifically, like, her performance in the show and how that affects, like, our experience of the show based off of the opening night, just one show.
1: Yeah, um, the first definitely. one when she hasn't
0: toured, especially in, like, five years. Um, and when I was watching Daisy Jones last night, they said how artists go to smaller cities first because they're trying to work out the kinks. And I never really thought that before. I was always like, why is she in Omaha? <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I get it now. That's actually cool. I like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, even though you can't really think of Taylor as, like, having... Like, having to do that. But, I mean, every show is going to have things to work out and things that'll get more smooth. You just as don't go. know I until didn't, you have an audience yeah, to perform for. Exactly. And I didn't notice anything. I'm not saying that because I noticed things that needed to be worked out. But, like, yeah. that is how that works. <laughs> a trademark of Taylor's live show is that she is really good at engaging with the audience. She has a lot of, historically, has a lot of speeches before uh, she sings a song and she... Talks to you during the show, like a lot of the performance is her just talking to you. Um, and I felt like she really didn't do that at the first at the first night, and but I felt like just from clips I've seen and from uh the live I watched last night, I felt like that's it was different. Like she was engaging with like... and she was talking a little bit more. She just felt a little bit more comfortable. She obviously didn't like she... add speeches that weren't in. Part of the show, you know, but um, yeah, she it was just a more relaxed. Person. She's definitely getting more comfortable yeah. and she's she will continue to get more comfortable as the tour goes on. Because mm-hmm. also everyone's watching the first night, too. It's different from previous decades, previous tours, probably even different a little bit. I mean, it's definitely different for her for the reputation tour because she's at this huge peak in her career. That's like insane mm-hmm. and scary to think about. <laughs> but like also just like most of her career. There weren't always cell phones live streaming with yeah. 60,000 people each watching, which was is crazy insane. to me. I was, I was yeah. prepared to just watch updates come in on Twitter. And then everybody was like, do you have a live stream? And I was like, oh, wait, what? Oh, live streaming yeah, this? that's kind of a new thing. Yeah, because I had never really done that. I didn't do that during Rapid and watch the live streams. No, I, I just didn't like, either. saw the Twitter updates. But I then Paramore did this- that a little bit. But it wasn't like. But Taylor Nation or someone was cracking down on it a lot more back then. But it's like impossible now. Yeah. Because everyone's doing it. There's a lot of eyes on you. To think about. Yeah. It's a little scary. Yeah. But as we get further into the tour, it's gonna be. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a live stream every night. Yeah. But. Which is kind of sad for me. I don't know why. (laughs) But. Um. It kind of. It just kind of takes away from like the personal and like intimate feeling of of a show of a Taylor show. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. It's like, man, the whole world could watch this. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) Opening night I totally understand, but something I was thinking about before the first show started is how the set list that she chooses for this tour could really help cement what her legacy is. Like the the songs that people really point to on each album and remember and Then she did the show and I got really scared. (laughs) Well, did you see like the tweets of people being like, what is this song? (laughs) Saying that people around them like didn't know the songs and stuff, but like, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get people who aren't huge fans who don't know some of the songs and they're going to go home and they're going to look these songs up and that's what they're going to think of Taylor songs, you know? So it's very evident which is, this is something we talked about in our predictions episode of like what she does for the show and the song she chooses to play will be very um indicative of what her perception of what fans want is and it's very clear not that this is a surprise that she is getting her like her idea of her fans and what we like is coming from tiktok only <laughs> She mentioned TikTok on opening night, so I think that's a fair conclusion. Yeah, like the fact that she has "Don't Blame Me" from Reputation for the rep set. (laughs) The fact that she only sings "Enchanted" from Speak Now, Mm -hmm. which not that and that's what I not that those songs aren't songs that we love too, but it's like no, those were some of our favorites from ten years ago. (laughs) TikTok takes um, like there's a mix. There's a diverse view of her songs and it's like spread out it's not a weird hyper focus obsession of just one thing and that's what tiktok is and so that's what she's getting um like something i that made me think of this is uh last night so the second night of the show um she like sings those first few songs and then she talks to the crowd she's like we're gonna go through um my back catalog or whatever era by era and one era at a time and she's like and there's songs about um style their songs about cardigans and things and just like the way she was talking about that mm-hmm. just felt like she's not talking to me <laughs> you know like that's <laughs> that's not how was... i view her music and she's, like, she's talking to a different audience. And also audience. how she said the first... We're at the first bridge of the night or something. Yeah, yeah, that... that reminded that, me. I wrote that down. I was yeah. gonna say that, too. The first bridge mm-hmm. of the night. It's like, well, we also really like your verses and your choruses. Like, the, we're not the just... The bridge culture is totally came from TikTok. Yeah. And Because <laughs> people who weren't even, like, diehard Swifty fans got into, like, oh, Taylor of bridges. You know what I mean? It's so exhausting. I hate it so much because you're not... <laughs> it just feels like such TikTok a... TikTok is not... Is not reality. It's very, very warped. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to even step into that mindset. <laughs> I can't even. This is the first yeah, bridge of the feel night. Like... like, like I don't care. <laughs> well, I don't I mean, care. It just—it's totally something that she—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just proof that TikTok has interacted with reality <laughs> and affected it. Yes, because it's—it's ha- it's changing how. Everyone sees she's performing. How she how, sees her how own she's music. Even seeing her own career. Yeah, which is kind I've, of scary. I was thinking about that last night because I watched the first little bit of the show and then I went to bed, and like I went to bed right after she said that thing about the cardigans and the bridge or the night or whatever, and I was laying down and I was thinking about like, how could I even begin to describe what has happened to the experience of Taylor Swift and the relationship she has to her fans who consume and love her music at the level that we do. And I was like, it's, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's as if all of us were at a Taylor Swift concert and this Taylor Swift concert is representative of us consuming her music, our relationship to her, you know? So we're at a Taylor Swift concert, Mm -hmm. all of them throughout all of her tours. And sometimes they get bigger, but it's like the experience has always pretty much stayed the same. Like, I remember with 1989. It's people physically remember, there like, in the room with her. Court, it was, like, bigger. And I remember feeling at that time a little weird. Like, oh, my God, all these people that aren't fans here. But it's, like, they weren't – they hadn't infiltrated it, <laughs> you know? It, it felt – There there wasn't any, like, outside presence influencing how everybody saw themselves yeah. and how everybody but saw But now what it's like Taylor. is we've all been at this concert with Taylor Swift together for however long. And all of a sudden, we're in, like – we're at the Rep tour, okay? That size of a stage. And then like 30,000 people come in screaming really loudly. And you can't hear us anymore. And Taylor's like, oh my God, what are you guys saying? And she's only <laughs> able to hear them. That's really how it feels. <laughs> yeah. It's like... And TikTok makes people... I mean, social media in general has made people so hyper aware and of everything, mm-hmm. of themselves, of how they're being perceived. And so it doesn't feel... As just pure and genuine as how it was in most of her career, just people finding her music, becoming fans, interacting with her, going to her concerts, and or whatever mm-hmm. else they can do. It's it's a whole other factor. It's people are engaging, not for the sake of engaging with her and her music for viral TikToks, which sounds so silly, mm-hmm. but it is it is silly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that is the reality. A lot of people are doing that, and it's like And it is, it has changed how we view concerts. It's like we bring signs so that people will get a viral TikTok moment. And we hope that she'll say something funny so we Mm -hmm. can, because we'll be filming it so that we can get the viral TikTok moment first. So I guess, I think we maybe should go through the set list a little bit, but just we won't. Yeah. So she opens the show with, I think, honestly, I was so surprised that she opened with Miss Americana, but I love the choice. And I texted you that I I was like she named one of the VIP sections Miss America. You said like, that in our last episode, show. I think. I did um, I don't know, I'm pretty but sure I definitely texted you about it. <laughs> There's <laughs> sure say it. and I love that song. That is like my it's top three for Lover mm-hmm. for Me and always has been. And I just I just love that song. And I was like, oh yeah, I did I think I did say it because I was like, I wanna say go, mm-hmm. fight, win. <laughs> and I will <won't> get to <laughs> And also the violins mm-hmm. are so cinematic and like that intro yeah. really is like, oh it's not just like reputation. <laughs> reputation You know, it's like it's like actually yeah. like invokes emotions and like kind of more yeah. more complex emotions. Um so she starts with Miss Maricana and then she I'm so happy with it. She that. sings it just a little bit. She doesn't sing the whole song. Um and then she goes into Cruel Summer. And then what does she do after that? Then she sings The Man. Which I'm I'm here for. I mean, little girl boss moment never hurt nobody. <laughs> also, let me just say, whenever she said, because we had no idea about any of this. Like, we we went in blind, basically. So whenever she said we're going to go through the areas one at a time, I was so happy. Yeah. Because I real I said this on the last episode. I really wanted that. I just didn't expect it because mm-hmm. it makes more sense to just go through it in a typical tour formula yeah. Because it, it but i what love you're this with the flow of the show. yeah but she said fuck that <laughs> three hours there's gonna be lots of flows. <laughs> i do think um if you you know if you get a bit analytical about it i do think it does disrupt the flow of the show a little bit not in a way that i care I... about to change it like i'm not asking no her to be different i'm just i do think that that's something I was, but it's observed. a three hour tour, so there's the flow is like out the window. I can't even say that. I should same. dress as Gilligan for the show. <laughs> okay, oh my wait, god, this is how I see this now. So, like, instead yeah. of okay, we got the opener track that's like loud and you know, and then we have a fun one, and then we have a darker one, and then we have a, you know, she's going by album because it's so long that it's like. There's almost enough tracks that would be just albums <laughs> so like she's starting with the lover album Which is like really poppy and fun and exciting and then she mm-hmm. goes to the fearless album, which is a little slow a little a softer subject. but It's still exciting and then taking it down a notch and it's, yeah So like literally the albums are the sections of this tour now, which is so awesome She didn't have to do that, but she did and I thank her for that <laughs> But um, I'm cool with her starting with Lover. I mean, I'm sure if you people are listening, they probably know a little bit of how we feel about Lover. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm it's, it's fun. It makes me actually, I don't know, it just enhances the way she produced the whole section of that tour. It really enhances the songs for me. Mm-hmm. And she picked yeah. a great list of songs. The only thing I would... Take out would be you need to come down. Yeah, and I wouldn't even talk about like taking stuff out if it weren't for the fact, <laughs> we had to bring this up. That we have no debut. That she did no debut and, and only one... one speak now and didn't even talk about speak now. Like every, it's criminal. Era had a Alert transition. The FBI. She she talked Alert the <laughs> the fucking it feels very personal. Of State. <laughs> it feels like a personal attack. It's a criminal Genuinely. offense. She needs to be locked up. I can't believe she did that. <laughs> um, yeah, because she was now she's talking about how oh TikTok. First of all, Twitter was the one who did the joke about Evermore, anyways. But um yeah. she's talking about how we hated Evermore. But that's just proof that she's on TikTok and that's the only thing she's really on, which yeah. is scary. But um but we need to start tweeting or I guess posting TikToks that she hates Speak Now because clearly she's trying to prove something to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's very upsetting i mean how can you just ignore speak now like that yeah and i mean she doesn't even address it like she just comes out in her dress sings enchanted and then leaves (laughs) (laughs) when she started coming out with that little red box and her dancer and doing all that stuff for red i was like wait no what no (laughs) like i want to be excited for this but i'm terrified (laughs) what did you just do Um, stick around for the end of the episode because we're going to talk about (laughs) what changes we would make to the set list. Kaya has some really offensive ones. And our favorite outfit and the biggest surprise of the show. So. Okay. Um, I'm so glad that she did the archer. I I want to! That was, like, what I wanted really badly to be on this set list for Lover because it's such... It's such a good choice for a stadium show. It has this, like, presence and this ambiance that just, like, it's very specific. She doesn't really have other songs like it. Mm -hmm. And that was just genius, genius choice. It's a really, the song has a a big feeling to it, but it's Mm -hmm. really subdued in its presence. Like, it's not really in your face. And also, like the so few live performances that she had done of The Archer were so good, and I, I was a little bummed I think- when Loverfest got canceled that we were never gonna. I was like, oh, we'll probably just never hear her sing that again. So I'm so glad that it's on the list because I think it really mm-hmm. deserved it. Now I don't think you need to calm down. Deserved it. <laughs> um, I think she could have put "Death by Thousand Cuts" there or so many other songs from Lover. Well, not so many other songs, but a few other <laughs> songs from Lover. Don't go crazy. <laughs> Got a little excited there. <laughs> um, and how she could I have sang all of the Girls You've Loved Before. True. Also, I let would... me just, on that topic, I really hope that her releasing all of the Girls You've Loved Before means that she's maybe also going to release Need at some point because that's the song of those two that I preferred. I wasn't, like, vouching for the man. I was That wasn't something I was hoping was going to be on the set list, but I'm okay with it. I actually like I like the little production that she has. It's cute. I like it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I, I mean, I think a lot of people that I have seen tend to have this um opinion of, like, the man is so... Fun. You don't want to hear this song live? It's so fun live. But it's like, well, did you ever... Think about wanting to hear songs that are really good live. <laughs> I know. I like, know. I don't care why so do much about this? like, ooh, it's a bop. It's so fun. I get to shake my ass at, at the stadium. No, I, I want to hear good music. There's plenty of time for that. Yeah. <laughs> there's plenty just, of time for that. There's a time and a place. That's why she put vigilante shit on the, play- on the set list. And I'm okay with that. I wasn't rooting for that either. Yeah. But I'm look at what we got. <laughs> look at the material. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm okay with the man you need to come down i'm not mad at it but it's like really i <laughs> uh, i mean if there's something to be mad at it would probably be that yeah and it's, <laughs> if she wanted to put a song for the gays on the set list go with ivy there's plenty of songs a list of <laughs> that she could have gone with she's singing tis the damn season. sure i mean i mean there's there's others that is that's just not <laughs> yeah um lover also, I honestly I didn't want it, but I understand. I mean, yeah. it's a title track. It's and one of her biggest songs. I think it's it a song it. she's really proud of. Um, you could just tell the way she it. promoted it. She was always really, she's really proud of that song. So, and I think I it means a inevitable. lot to her. So that's I'm I'm fine with it. It doesn't it doesn't upset me. But the thing is, like the fact that we don't have speak now is why I'm like get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um so after she sings the archer that's the end of the lover set list right mm-hmm. and the transition to fearless is just perfect oh it's, it's like so the good. perfect mood because it's it's more youthful it's a little throwback early in the show to be like remind you this is the air mm-hmm. anything's possible yeah <laughs> and the dress the fringe dress i'm gonna go ahead and say i like the new one that she just wore last night I have you seen it i haven't seen a full picture of it um, go look. <laughs> well, I'll look after. I saw. I saw like some blurry pictures, you but have I haven't see it. seen like. I've. I've. I have. It's. It's gorgeous. I get the concept of it. I'll look later. But it. It looks more like Speak Now. Like the. The. The one she wore on opening night. It kind of reminded me of just like the ones that people are buying to wear mm-hmm. to this show. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like it's like close, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. But and like the top was straight across. And, like, the fringe was, like, chevron, almost fringe, but, like, zigzag, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, those dresses like, that she used to wear always really did resemble flapper dresses, and it kind of gave her this nostalgic yeah. look. And so, I mean, the the costumes on this tour that she brings out, some things she kind of really does recreate, but then some things she's like, mm-hmm. this is my interpretation. And a new twist onto, onto it. it. I mean, you got My think- interpretation of me. <laughs> The second one was different. It had the Speak Now neckline, though. It looked like Speak Now on the top, mm-hmm. and then it faded into like white. It kind of looked like sparks. It faded in the bottom, but the fringe was just way longer. But like, it wasn't like the dress was longer. The dress was really short, but the fringe just extended way longer. It was gorgeous, and mm-hmm. there was less fringe, but the fringe was like thicker. I don't even know. It looked like her dress was almost. I don't know. You just have to see it. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. I've I can see the top half of it, but I can't. I haven't seen the bottom Let me now. send you. I have a. I have it right here. Let me just send it to you okay. on Twitter. Sent. It almost looks like like fondant being cut. Fondant, you know, on cake. Mm. It's gorgeous. And the silhouette looks so much like Speak Now Sparkle dress. Yeah, the first the first one that she wore, it looked like, it kind of looks like the Fearless dress in the Speak Now gold, color scheme. Because fearless yeah, it was, was silver, like... she wore more silver stuff. I know, then. I know. So it was weird to me that it was that's, gold. That's another part I was confused. It's like, why are you acting like Speak Now was fearless? What did <laughs> you? Confused. Hold on. Let's talk about it's, that it's for a second. At this point, <laughs> because <laughs> she released it, if this was a movie and then put it on Fearless Taylor Swift. Yeah, let's talk about that criminal offense because. Okay. If the reason that she did that is because she wants Speak Now, Taylor's version, to be be 100% completely written by her, which that's the only thing that makes sense, because otherwise, why in the goddamn hell would she do that? I don't know. So it has to be that. Speak Now has been a self-written album. That is how Taylor and the fans have referred to that album since it came out. We didn't say it was an album she wrote mostly by herself, except for the Target deluxe track, if this was a movie. (laughs) exactly but okay so that's how i feel about it but then i also think well for her she has to she can't re-record it and i mean i guess she could put out speak no taylor's version and then speak no taylor's version deluxe <laughs> so i think for her it's because there's only going to be one version of it that she owns and so i kind of get it then but it's also it's stupid to me I because it's to. like we don't we don't look at Red Taylor's version and think that All Too Well 10 has always been on the album. Like, we clearly know. No. So, I, it's, it just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It's very offensive because you can't just change things like that. <laughs> you can't just move a song from one album to another album. Speak Now Erasure. <laughs> like, what? I don't get why I don't. I don't get it. And even, okay, even if she wants to do that and she wants to release it and not put it on Speak Now Taylor's version, give it a Speak Now cover photo. It can be released as a single by itself. You don't have to pretend like it was on Fearless. Or just, you know, just say From the Vault or something on the song. Like, I, I don't know, but specify that it's not on the album, Like you know Fear- what I mean? Some of those Fearless songs, I know that those were probably, like, debut songs, you know? She didn't yeah. write those when she was writing Fearless. Or, like, maybe even after, I like- think everything that she had for Fearless came out in the Platinum Deluxe version, you know? Like, those Vault songs were more debut stuff so that it just doesn't make any sense to me it does not make any sense to me and i don't get it and i think oh. she and she, i don't like how she just did that right before tour so no one had any time to think about it yeah that was sneaky of her. Wasn't <laughs> and no it? one and she didn't it was sneaky and she didn't she didn't explain anything and she knows she didn't have to <laughs> when they when they when she announced it on her stories and there was that photo of fearless and red and st- i was like what I just thought that was Taylor Nation being stupid. no, she (laughs) she posted that on her stories to announce it, and then but then Taylor Nation Nation did the emojis. and they had a yellow emoji, and I was like, hold on, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I was very confused. (laughs) What are you about to do? So this means that we will never get if this was a movie on any physical release. Yep. Again, no Taylor's version on a physical release because it's been booted off of the album that it was on. (laughs) I'm gonna cry. No home for it. And, let's just put it on Fearless, (laughs) because it's already out. We don't have to do anything with it. So it's in this no-man's land, because Fearless has already been released two years ago. (laughs) And it's just in this little single on Spotify that has a release date of two years ago, Mm -hmm. even though it just came out. (laughs) And it basically doesn't exist. (laughs) And, like, save and sound and eyes open i mean i'm glad we got those listen save and sound as some i don't know i don't know if i've said this save and sound is like my favorite song ever and it's like my favorite taylor song ever since i was like eight which is so so, it's so cute to me that like (laughs) you you have always had such a special connection to safe and sound and i have always had a special connection to eyes open and it's so like the odds of that happening are, are kind of crazy because, like, what are the... I know. The, both of the Hunger Games. Two random soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> so I'm so glad we got them. But they're so good. Because I really didn't think that we would get them. And when she didn't put them well, on I red I thought we would get them until you said that she didn't need to re-record them. So I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 but this gives me hope for crazier Taylor's version featuring Miley Cyrus. Miley, did you say? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be... Well, I kind of want the original. Sorry, but that would be cool too, um, but I guess if she already owns it, then she could just do Miley. But um, yeah, I mean, she could have done like a cute little like woodsy photo for the safe for the Hunger Games or something. But I'm fine with her just putting it with the red. I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, because clearly like- she's not going above and beyond for cover art. Really. It-, <laughs> <laughs> it is weird to me that they're on read a little bit because she sang both of these songs on the speak now tour and like that's when they came out but i know that like they were between uh those two albums and what hair did she have she had the bangs at that time yeah so it was like okay so it was like like a hybrid era yeah it was the tail end of you know the tail end of a taylor tour historically in the past um Mm -hmm. she's kind of like already in the next era but yeah, she's still touring this other album. So, I wonder what the rules there could have been like. Could she have used like a Hunger Games related cover art or something? I don't know. I mean, probably. I just feel like but... Taylor Swift has so many photos. What? You've got the <laughs> Taylor Swift archive. Like you've got the backlog of everything. And I'm not even I talking know. about professional stuff that she might not own, that Big Machine owns or whatever. I'm talking yeah. about just Taylor Swift's. Personal photos. You're Tell telling me- Photos of I, herself. <laughs> I would have preferred her use that photo of that seashell that she wrote the little lyrics. Like, that would have been fine to me. You're telling me you don't have any anything else? Yeah, it does feel weird because Brad has its own whole theme, and those don't really fit. I'm glad we got it. I mean, she, she brought Civil War's back together. <laughs> that is crazy. Ooh. We could do an entire episode just talking about that. Honestly. Yeah, we you could. Guys, we like, could. We a... totally just went off on a tangent, but we had to address the four songs. Yeah. So, because it's, it's related, possible. she just dropped it right before tour, so it's like what? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so that will be interesting. But that's that's what leads leads. That's what, first of all, she first of all she hinted speak now and was like wink 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 speak now's next wink, and then didn't talk about it for like four months, and we were all like, what? And now she's like here for ordering. Songs off of Speak Now, <laughs> like it feels very, it's very hopeful. And then yeah. she does the that was the night before, and then on the tour, one song for Speak Now. Yeah. So it's, and it's just the song a song that lot. TikTok loves, yeah. That mm. and I was watching a video of it yesterday, and I was just like, Oh, I love this song! This is so Speak Now! I can't wait to hear this live, and it really is. It's a great song. I mean, it was the, it's like the all too well of Speak Now, like we said. Mm-hmm. It's a fan song. But now it just has this other connotation. Because it's like, would she have even sang this if it wasn't a TikTok song? <laughs> yeah. And something I was going to say is, like, Speak Now never really has historically had, like, a huge presence in her tours post the Speak Now tour. Like, she historically doesn't sing a lot of Because she doesn't now have stuff. a lot of huge hits yeah. or singles from it. It's an album album, not a single album. Yeah. Which <laughs> I understand... And then a part, you know, like another part of me is like, well, she, what if, and this is not true. This is my delusional brand. What if Taylor knows that this tour is all these TikTok fans who are kind of like flighty and maybe won't be here for the next tour. And (laughs) stay with me. And (laughs) she didn't want to sing any Speak no songs because she knows that that's special. It's a special <laughs> album for just us. Oh, I, I admire you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta admire the crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's like, it just feels like a gut a punch. A gu- yeah. You know? It does feel like a personal attack. Because, like, obviously, like, she doesn't have any shake it offs so on it speak now yeah. but she has so many dynamic songs that are amazing live that are just would elevate the show you know what i just thought so. her doing that to speak now is probably like <laughs> taylor swift <laughs> oh that's so sorry <laughs> it's like how she must have felt when jake jillenwald didn't show up to her birthday party how <laughs> I feel when Taylor Swift just pretends to be now. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's supposed to be fun, but can't speak at now. The TV. Tour. <laughs> also, wow. I feel like to us, I feel like we both have this in common. Debut, Speak Now, and Red are our most personal albums yeah those are the ones that like i feel like like nursed me as a newborn baby like raised me like yeah (laughs) those three specifically and there will never be another album that means as much to me as those three do honestly and fearless i feel like i had a little bit of a moment with fearless but we kind of never had like as much of a moment with fearless as we did with those three albums yeah she didn't do any production or any any reference to the debut era anything like that and as far as costumes or anything on the screen or anything because it was just her at the piano and I was like okay I mean I'm really glad we got Tim McGraw on the set list but I do wish she had made some sort of reference (laughs) visually or in or otherwise to the debut era and then last night or this morning actually I find out that that was a surprise song (laughs) and debut actually has nothing (laughs) There's just an obvious lack of Speak Now and debut in the whole tour. Yeah. Like even in like the dancers that she had. Look at you made me do, dressed up in all the different eras. Like there was like four 1989s and like one Speak Now. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know for that, like for that, I get it. But, but it, if it wasn't a deeper rooted issue, I wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. it shows the okay, issue. <laughs> Let's keep going in the in the show. Yeah. I'm so glad she did Fearless. That is, like, an amazing choice. Yes. Because it's agree. so nostalgic. It's not just a radio hit. It's actually something for the fans. But yes. it is popular, too. Yes. it's And it's such a good song. It's genuinely one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs, especially on Fearless. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorite songs on Fearless. Mm-hmm. I'm really... And a little twirl that she does while playing the guitar. Uh. Mm. And didn't she do a hand heart last night? Yep. Took me out. Yeah. And I'm okay with her choices. I mean, as much as I love the Deep cuts on Fearless and I would have loved uh, Forever and Always or something, I understand. I mean, these are some of her biggest songs ever still. So, And I love You Belong With Me, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, and they're so good live. They're so fun to listen to because they're good songs. She got the her band. Yes, oh my god, and her band came down. I'm so glad she highlighted them. That's what we asked for too. Yes! There was that moment there where the band came up and they were all with her for Fearless. And then there's another moment when she's in like the folklore stuff and she's sitting on that front porch and her singers come and sit down with her, which felt very reminiscent of the couch on the Speaking Out tour. And we talked mm-hmm. about that. And we love that yep. moment. So good. And then transition to Evermore, which was interesting, but understanding, because that's like her saddest and slowest album, basically. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's a good time to, like, take it down a notch so then you can bring it back up. (laughs) Yes, yes. This is when I was like, whoa, I'm not prepared for what's about to happen. Um, The dancers, I know you kind of talked about someone, one of the dancers playing Rebecca Harkness, but, like, the dancers during the last Great American dynasty were giving, like, love story from, like, the Fearless and the Speak Now tour. Like, it was just, it was very reminiscent of that to me, which I loved. I was so happy about that. I don't remember well, Willow, she does the whole witch thing, which oh, was that was awesome. like that was insane. That was phenomenal. It and was like I a also, summoning I've, or a sacrifice. Literally. Because we made that joke, like she's sacrificing on stage or something. <laughs> she literally was. But the transition was perfect with Tis the Damn Season because she had the little frost playing on the on the screen. It's like I actually thought about that when I was like, Tis the Damn Season is she's never gonna play that. It's literally like a Christmas song. But then I was like, I mean, if she wants to be theatrical in camp, like we want her to, mm-hmm. that's a perfect way to take us into the Evermore era and have like snow and forests. And I literally said that on the thing and that's what she did. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's awesome. I had zero expectation of her to sing that on tour. I was like, no way she's going to sing that. It's so Christmassy. Like it's not that Christmassy of a song, <laughs> but, it's but a it is. the most Christmassy song. That's but it a is. Christmas like song. It's, a, it's a very Christmassy song. blown away. Like love her but she's, so much. For there's that. no limits. She's taking us on a journey. <laughs> yeah. So what is she? What's the order of the Evermore songs? Um, Tis Damn season, then Willow, then Marjorie, Champagne Problems, and Tolerated. Marjorie was so, such an interesting choice to me. But yeah, I can really get why she would want to sing that just for herself, to tribute because, to her grandma. Yes, and because like the all your closets of backlog dreams and how you left them all to me, like that's got to be such a good moment for her to sing that on tour, and the fact that. Like, she gets to put audio of her grandmother singing in the song, and then she gets Mm -hmm. to sing it on tour. And to think that, like, if Taylor didn't own her music, she wouldn't have, like, she wouldn't be able to ever do something like that. Like, pull her audio into a new thing. Like, that Mm -hmm. part of it is really interesting to me. And so, Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. I wasn't expecting it at all because I really wasn't expecting Evermore to have anything. <laughs> I wasn't expecting but her to do a lot of folklore, Evermore, honestly, and not because I don't love them, but just because, because we did not expect it of... to be a three-hour tour. <laughs> okay, so then we got Champagne Problems, which I expected to be on the set list, and I'm glad with. It's like the All Too Well piano red tour moment of just yeah. kind of yeah. I'm not yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Again, and, I mean, if it was a tour specifically catered to Kelly and Kaya, <laughs> it would be different. But <laughs> yeah, she would be singing um Cowboy Like Me or Ivy or Evermore. Right Honestly, I thought me. about that the other night. Right Where You Love Me, I have that on my Yeah, yeah. Right, right where you Gold Rush big, big one. one. Yeah. So yeah. Um Evermore, you know, is like my my song. And I was thinking about that last song like this that actually could have worked on this like i never thought she would put that on a set list but looking at what she actually did put it she could have yeah <laughs> and it would have been awesome like she could have done some cool production for the do you know the faster mm-hmm. part but yeah yeah i'm just really happy that evermore got its moment even if she was just trying to prove to us that she didn't hate it Which i still don't really believe her <laughs> <laughs> um, that's at least we got it. um when she i i love that she sings Tolerated. I did not mm-hmm. at all expect her to sing that. That's the highlights of the whole show for me, I think. Yeah. The just Tolerated. From what I've seen on the live stream. <laughs> tolerated and um, My Tears Ricochet are like two big moments on the tour for me. Um, the fact that she has a table and she's like setting the table and she, again, theatricality. It's not just like a song that we all have like nostalgia sake for. Yeah. You know, like, like, on the rap tour everybody loved the long live piano version because everyone was emotional about the song or whatever and it was like oh she did long live on piano or whatever yeah but my favorite moments across our tours are not that it's like the very well thought out and cared about like performances that are like we said theatrical and have production are very intentional and they're just Mm -hmm. that's the memories that you make that you want to be able to reference in 10 years you know Yep. so like she's making her own new memories mm-hmm. and oh i love it and new plots and new sets and everything Yeah. so like when she throws a chair in the fearless tour you're mm-hmm. like what why'd she do that but like that's <laughs> something we all talk about for 15 years later mm-hmm. and so i'm so and glad she's that she's like, those being very tour. Mm-hmm. she's being very intentional to create stories for these new songs because they deserve their own stories and their own moments yeah so i'm so happy with what she did for tolerated that beautiful piano Mm. her transition was gorgeous the long table her dancer the acting her stand on the table yeah that's amazing and um i I actually like the transition to ready for it (laughs) like it kind of makes sense in my head like yeah (laughs) I love that, like, orange. Did she change it last night? No, no. That's, like, the only one she didn't change. Okay. (laughs) I really love it. I saw some people who don't really like it. I'm kind of mixed because I think it's, as it's, as it's on its own, it's gorgeous. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Something about it it doesn't, like, click as evermore in my head for me for some reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, like, too bright orange or something, or maybe it's just the fact that it's, like, not wintry. But I feel like if she had incorporated some, like, like, less, like, the dainty-looking, like, feminine type of style and, like, something more unexpected in it, I don't know. It Mm would have made more sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe some, like, brown leather or something, like, I don't know, like, in, like, 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 not the... Like a belt or something, you know what I mean? To mm. give it a more, like, earthy feel. Yeah, a belt. That's very... That's perfect. <laughs> that's so true. That would have really changed a lot. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So then she goes into Reputation. Oh, wait, can I just say... We forgot to say the Lover outfit, but that was gorgeous. Oh, she literally looked like yes. Barbie. Yes, <laughs> yes. I especially loved the outfit change for Night 2, the, it was, like, slightly more yep. gold and blue. With the choker. With the necklace. Yes. Yes. Mm. And I also like the new black blazer. That was really cute. Yes. Oh, loved, loved all of the that. The outfits are phenomenal. Um, The Reputation outfit is insane. I love it. She, oh, she is serving. She looks so good. The snake in the one leg. Like, that's oh. just a power move. Like, only Reputation can pull that off. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, the fact that it really... Um, Kind of emulates her, uh the Don't Blame Me uh dress that she wore for Reputation Tour because it kind of like went down one side and she had like a leg mm-hmm. out, you know, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. asymmetrical yeah, structure. There's lots of little yeah. references. So yeah. good. Um Ready For It wasn't something I think either of us were like pushing for. No, see. But it's a great stadium song. That I didn't sense. expect it, but I kind of did want it. It's a great, it's a great way to push the reputation era into the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a great way to bring in the reputation era. And Ready For It on the reputation tour was such a moment. It was such a good performance. And I feel like we all agreed on that. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. she probably knows that. And I really appreciate that choice. Because that feels like something It's just like, what else, what else would she have done to open the rep, the rep section of the tour other than Ready For It, you know? I mean, she could have done it like Endgame. Big reputation. Oh my god, Kai, we talked about this in our prediction episode. I'm so glad that she sang the bridge of Look What You Made Me Do. And we finally get to sing, because she's dead, with her. That, the choreography, the choreography the that of the that. dancers are dressed in her old era's costumes. And I saw something when she goes up and says, because She's dead, she's up, like in the music video, she's like, up. Mm-hmm. and all her dancers are down and the blue or the green tea i'm pretty sure comes across the stage and i literally asked for that on the last episode we recorded i was like please incorporate oh my God. the meta era related elements of the music video into the performance because she didn't really have that on the rep tour And it was kind of like a letdown obviously lucky jimmy do is never a letdown for me it's like my favorite like, i think she felt a little like embarrassed about that song like, immediately after. It's, it's like when you overshare too much and you're like, eh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, on the tour, she kind of was like, let me just get this over with really quickly. Let me just have my friend do it. So it's like, not me actually doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's owning... And, and the best part of Okichime we do, the music video, was how... I mean, everything was the best part. <laughs> like, just, it was amazing. And all the different versions, it was it just was mind-blowing and t- that's a pinnacle of her career, that image of her on the mm-hmm. tee with all of her other eras falling. Yeah. Like, oh you God. have to utilize that, and this is the perfect time to utilize it, and she did. And I'm so happy. I couldn't have I couldn't have asked for that. And the transition. And the choreography. The, the transition uh, from Don't Blame Me to Look What You Made Me Do. Yes. That's one of the best things Listen, she's ever done on a live show. Yes. Don't blame me for, lo- for what you made me, me do. do. Minds were blown. People died. <laughs> People died. died. <laughs> like... <laughs> And okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's rewind for a second. So we get Red For It and then Delicate. And I was expecting it. She basically confirmed it on t- t- TikTok. Sorry. <laughs> I just have, to, I have anger in me. <laughs> but she basically confirmed it on TikTok. And I mean, Delicate was I'm okay the surviving single of the Reputation era. Like that song fought for its life mm-hmm. on the charts. It did. So it did. You know, and it was fair. a good song um yeah one two three let's go bitch it's I honestly love that chant because the way it came about was so like why why did Organic. that become a thing yeah it was one literally just one fan at did a it show. and then posted it and everyone on twitter. started doing it from that video on twitter might I add yeah so that was so cool and then Taylor's heard it It was like what are you doing and then she I the think she became privy to it so yeah, yeah I'm I, I'm. like that moment and it's, it's just a sweet song okay don't blame me you know that was one of my favorites on rep, and I was disappointed whenever it became the TikTok song. The sped up whatever TikTok song. But I mean I mean I'm not gonna be mad about hearing it because it's all one of my favorites. So I'm just sad about why. <laughs> <laughs> Happy we got here, sad and, about the journey. <laughs> exactly. Um and look what you made me do. It's just a masterpiece. It's one of her best songs, honestly. And I'm so glad that she is recognizing that, and I hope it's like a staple on her tours for years to come because it's just so good. And the choreography—it's really she just gets to, just surf, right. and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh my God, we didn't talk about the Lover House. <laughs> you thought she was trolling or something? You were like, "That's she's not serious, surely." <laughs> <laughs> I. But she burns it down, yeah. so it's like. She, that's- I'm so glad she burned it down. Burn that shit down. Gonna burn this house to the ground. <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole intro is the lover house. It's like the rooms are sweeping across the street. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about transitions, the Speak Now transition is interesting because there's just a snake- It's purple. It's just like purple. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Capital B, purple. And then there's a snake that's red and white that goes up the screen. And that's like it. Yeah. I... (laughs) (sighs) I I don't understand that. No, because when I was watching that on live stream, I was like, well, what is this? Why is it purple? <laughs> She's going to speak now because uh, purple is like all she knows how to reference speak now with <laughs> the color purple. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I get that. But why is there a snake still? And like, it just didn't feel like very era specific. It just felt like, oh, prep. And now things are purple. So we're in speak now. And that was a, that was foreshadowing to the fact that she would just come out and sing Enchanted and then leave. <laughs> I just don't know why I just don't know why I feel like it's it's not do you feel like it's like less of a fan favorite album than the rest not from actual fans yeah I guess from mainstream the public it's it's a very it's always been like a, a an intimate album it's like a special secret thing between diehard fans and Taylor it kind of reminds me of like, like the folklore of her, her, her pre, like her back catalog, I guess, mm. because it wasn't made to like produce hits yeah. and it was just made to prove her songwriting. I think we, we've we probably talked about this when we were going through Speak Now mm-hmm. or something, but it was like, she was flexing her skills and it was just made to prove her own songwriting ability to herself yeah. even. And for her fans it was made for specifically for her fans. So, that album, it's not like it's not going to have the blank spaces and the shake it offs or whatever, or the 22s, but it's an album. album. You listen to it in full, you get an amazing experience. Yeah. But it's also really fun live. And it's a shame that it's just, it gets the least of any other album. Yeah. <laughs> besides debut. At the end of the show, uh, we'll talk about what we would change, let's wise, about this. Yeah. So. Oh, and the dress. The dress i mean i have i just i don't know something is it's obviously different but i think it has a bone structure mm-hmm. so it's like not as like fluffy yeah fluffy so it looks a little something about it's a little off to me i understand like it's iconic and it's this it's the enchanted dress but i guess i wouldn't care if she had something else for speaking out too <laughs> you know like if that was the if that was like the second outfit she did for Speak Now? Because she has, like, two outfits for every era, basically, at least. Mm -hmm. So, like, if she had that and then, like, I don't know, something else Speak Now-related under it would have been cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's possible that she will add songs to the Speak Now uh, portion of the show when she releases Speak Now Taylor's version? She doesn't really do any vault songs on the set list, so... It doesn't seem like that has influencing it that much. Although she is focusing on Red and Fearless. But she has more 1989 songs than she does Fearless. So I don't know if that will impact it at all. Even if we could just get two Speak Now songs? <laughs> I know, I know. It's very upsetting. In the first night, she gave this look. It haunts me in my dreams. <laughs> she didn't chant it. And I'm also just upset because, like, she doesn't address the era at all because whenever more she talks about Evermore, she talks about Red. She talks about every era, basically. She doesn't even talk about Speak Now, I don't think. I do like how she goes up on the platform and rises because it makes me think of, like, the balcony mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But, like, she did the production of Enchanted I do love, and I think there were some ballet dancers. Okay, too, I'm going to say so, like, this. I, pr- I think something just clicked in my brain, and I have to share it. I think what really hurts my feelings about the Speak Now treatment we have seen the massacre is just the fact that the bejeweled video, it seemed like she was really embracing Speak Now. Like she really got how much we love it. And I was it it gave us so much excitement for what she was gonna do with it. And everything she's done since then has felt just like don't dangle hope in front of so us. So disrespectful to the album and to And then put it on fearless. And to our <laughs> love for the album and um Yeah. I think that's the part that is really getting me because i was very i thought that she understood how we felt about it and she was going to really do that justice she understands because she lived through it with us (laughs) if she had another like honestly if this the fringe dress would makes more sense for speak now (laughs) so she had come out in the enchanted one and then you know taken that off and had that dress on under it and then done like now, I'm gonna talk about what I want to Speak Now. But, and done, Sparks Fly and Story of Us, or one of those two. That would have been amazing. And I would have, it's just like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> so then okay. she goes into the red set, right? Mm-hmm. And I love, okay, I'm oh, sorry, I have one more thing to say. The fact that she does like very specific references, but she also like kind of has new things from it, like the red outfit. Is gorgeous with the big, like the long silhouette while she's doing all too Mm -hmm. well. That's gorgeous. It's like uh, makes just makes me feel so sad for Speak Now debut. It's like what did they ever do? (laughs) The red transition with the little red box and she Mm -hmm. opens it. That's totally like something she would have put on Speak Now. So like it's so theatrical. Yeah, love it. Elements you can tell the influence of Speak Now is throughout the whole show, but it's like. That's awesome. That's why the show is so good because it feels like a play. It's like a production. Twenty two was an interesting choice for her first song. I didn't really expect that. Yeah, that's something that surprised me. I haven't watched her twenty two performance from the second show, but the first night nobody sang. Who's Taylor Swift anyway? Ooh, it's like oh. I know that was uncomfortable. But the second night she wore a shirt that said that. I know. She was like, hello, don't forget. This is a moment in the song that mm-hmm. you have to yeah. participate in. That was cute. Also, I have to say, she wore the first night a shirt that says a lot going on at the moment, which is a play on the original shirt that says not a lot going on at the moment. And for the 1989 tour, I bought a little Polaroid light-up poster that said a lot going on. And of course, I had to make a cat pun because I was dressed as a cat. <laughs> a lot going on, right? Meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> so great minds What can I say <laughs> But um 22 I love the production It felt very red Like the way she was dancing And yeah. everything It felt the very red The choreography on this tour Is so good She she paid attention it's, To the choreography It's for each very era. like Whoever choreographed This tour Really understands Taylor's physicality Like that's something We've talked about In the Speak Out Tour episode Um Like her it, The way she's moving Feels very natural to her like Sometimes some of the, the reputation rep choreo- choreography was very in um also 1989, like yeah. she didn't have a lot of it didn't seem like she had a lot of choreography for 1989, but she was the way she personally was moving and trying to <laughs> dance just like felt very unnatural to her. And reputation, the heels kind of yeah, something about that too. Yeah. Um and also the costumes, like that was a whole other thing. But the reputation, it the choreography it, it felt more good. natural than IJ9 did. Yes, yes. But for some sure. of it still was like you're forcing her into a box that's like not her movement, you know. Yes. But yes. this felt and very catered to her. Yes, and it looked so like it's it's a little um like a lot of it is just like posing. There are a lot of movements where she's like kind of strutting down that the long uh, catwalk of the stage. Um and it's like some of it's a little quirky. Like there's this one move when she's mm-hmm. singing uh what is it uh it's during the reputation set um is but she's anything? like kind of like strutting the, mm, dun, dun. <laughs> no i'm talking about on this on the heirs tour oh, but okay. yes the that that choreography i love tour. that people make fun of her for that but i actually love it it's cute but it's like um for the heirs tour, the some of the choreography just looks so good and it's she has v- mastered dance like her type of her style of dance too yes because the look what you made me do choreography she knows exactly like where to put all of her limbs Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like it's just it looks amazing she's totally like coming to her own she's in control fully in control Mm -hmm. yeah so what does she sing she sings 22 and then she goes into we are never ever i wanted her to sing this and she did and it makes me so so happy um, Me too. The Wee's are definitely from Red TV. <laughs> well, of course. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, The Bridge, though, I'm really, it makes, I feel like this song has, has gotten some, uh, got some justice, because yeah. on Red TV, when she sings The Bridge, she sounds so uninterested. Yeah. And, um... Like what did what are you doing? This is one of your best pop songs. We are never ever gonna be together. It's one of her best pop songs and one of her first pop songs. Yes, like the way that I feel like everyone in the fandom kind of talks about "Shake It Off" or like how they feel about that song. It's like that's kind of how I feel about "We Are Never Ever Gonna Be Together." And I know you're in trouble. Yes, and I'm so glad 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 that. that she really just did like all those. She just brought back all those pop songs, and when she sings the uh we're never ever to back together like ever yeah, she, she put like, the, really she goes attitude into it into it <laughs> yes she brings attitude she brings sass. she brings drama and i love it <laughs> why 22 first like she should have done we we're never ever first because that was the first single of that era so like that opens up the era for me yeah and then 22 could have been the 22nd song in the show if she was 22 could have been the 22nd song in the show if she just moved which ahead. one was 20 seconds at 20 seconds <laughs> no I was like when did she sing a 20 second song okay so you understand what I'm saying now yeah so she could have just moved it two spots down and it would have been the 20 second that's song that's funny in the or show. cut it <laughs> <laughs> and put something else yeah okay wait let me pull up red really quickly and give like my honest to god what I would have put there instead um I think red um 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 the very first night well, yeah, but I kind of feel like she's I don't think she's trying to sing vault songs on this That tour. doesn't make any sense to me. Like I understand, but like at least put like one or two <laughs> You know? Yeah. You put I mean, them like, out. You're never gonna sing them unless it's on this tour. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. The very first night is just so fun and I would have killed for that over twenty two. Like yeah. so good. So okay, then and she, then what does she do next? All Too Well Ten and I'm so glad. I cannot wait to experience that with you. To sing the ten minutes of All Too Well together. And she's probably never gonna have it on a set list again. I mean it's ten minutes, you know. She's never gonna do a three hour tour again, probably. Yeah. So I can't I can't not think of it. (laughs) That's great. God. Yeah. But so this is an amazing like this just is just an example of how special this tour is. Like it's it's gonna be unlike anything that she's ever done or anything she's ever gonna do again and this is this is very indicative of that also i love i love the high-waisted shorts that she's like okay you know how i feel about the (laughs) high-waisted shorts for the red era it's like my favorite thing and it's like an illusion of Mm high-waisted shorts it's so cute i really like it that's another that's a perfect example of how she's like kind of pulled things and incorporated them into the show, but not in the exact way that they originally existed. Mm-hmm. She gives it new life. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I love it. It's I awesome. love what books. shoes is she wearing during that? I think she's wearing, red. like... It looked like she had on, like, little Oxford-looking Shut shoes. Shut up. Oh but they're God. not literal Oxfords, but they look... Hold on. Let me pull it up. Because I feel like during the All Too Well, she's... Well, maybe not. I thought she was wearing, like, red boots or something. Red sparkly boots. Um, okay, it does look like she's wearing... Short, they're not boots. They're black. <gasps> I swear, I think it's, like, black Oxfords or something. I totally Or, like, I, loafers. Look, yeah, they look like little, <laughs> they look very much like red air shoes that she would have worn. That's very personal to me. <laughs> it's interesting how it fades to black, too. But I think it's literally trying to just, like, the big long thing, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally just doing the juxtaposition, not juxtaposition. You know what I'm trying to say of the yes. black shorts and the red era. Yes. Like, oh, yep. I love that. She gets yep. it. She just gets it. And, 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 and everything I love more, it makes me more sad speak now. Because it's like, okay. what could have been? Yeah. yeah, like you're clearly doing that much care and detail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what does she wait? Anyway, what does she sing next? Folklore. Folklore. Okay. Um, the slam poem. <laughs> i really don't know what she's saying there because she says she mentions wildest dreams she mentions like clean or something she mentions a bunch of different stuff and then she's like or in my case please picture me in the trees and then she quotes like the entirety of seven so i don't know what she's saying there yeah i need to I figure remember watching out. the live and be like what what is she saying what's going on she went all over the place it seems very interesting though like i'm intrigued to know what she yeah, said i'm excited to hear that yeah, but it really was unfair to me, because why are you going to tease me with Seven like that and then not sing But at <laughs> least she incorporated it, Kyle. Like, you get to hear that during the show. She sets the scene oh, of folklore please, with Seven. <gasps> Nothing beats that, I'm sorry. It's like my, it's my, you know. <laughs> okay, so the first song we get, officially, is Invisible String. hmm I love that song. That's like top for me on folklore. So Mm -hmm. I'm really glad she sings it. It's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful song. Yeah, it is. Then Betty. Betty. But there's a transition because she talks about Betty. She like gets her guitar out. Wait, does she sing Invisible String on guitar? I don't think so. Okay, then what does she sing after Betty? I'm just trying to get us to a list of fairs. No, 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 no. Let's talk about these first. So Invisible String, I love it. I'm glad it's on set list. Then Betty. I'm glad that's on there, too. Everybody loves Betty. Everybody wants to sing along to Betty. I get it. Mm -hmm. She does that on guitar, and she does a little speech before it. So she talks about how she's writing folklore and everything. And um, last night, she says – it's just I love when she talks, and she kind of just says whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because she said, like, I love teaching men how to apologize. She said splaining last night. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) It's amazing. So you get Betty. And also, I love hearing about the process of these albums because they're such monumental albums, and we feel like we never hear a talk about them because it was just during COVID, and then she yeah. moved on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really glad she gets to do that. Then the last Great American Dynasty with all the dancers that I haven't really paid attention to yet, but I'm so excited. It's, there's there's parts there's parts <laughs> there's acting <laughs> there's roles there's like a whole cast up there, Callie. Like everyone's in gowns and stuff. Like I told you, I it's very wait. love story. It's very. Love story from the Speak Now tour, or Speak Now from Speak Now tour, August. August. Yeah, I, I think she just like dancing. That, you know. I love that song. I mean, it's a great song. I mean, we know it's kind of like become fight not... and the more, it's very annoying. But it's, it's a great a... song. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. It's not one of my and favorites, I love, but I do think it's a good moment for the tour. Like that's a good song from Folklore mm-hmm. to pick, especially because. So many of the Evermore songs were the slower, like really slow yeah. down tempo It's a very dynamic so, song. It has a lot to it that fans can be yes. a part of, sort of. And I love that she's walking around and just like she's we're yes. getting like the little Taylorisms yes! that she does on the Red Tour and on the Speak Now Tour for folklore. The Stevie Nixification of Taylor's work. Oh that too. <laughs> that too. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like when she would do Speak Now, she would do her little like her little moves yes, that we know yes. of her. And so we're getting her visualizations of the folklore songs on a physical stage. And, it's so fun. And when I say the uh, Stevie extification of Taylor Swift, I just mean, like, because Taylor has always been so dynamic with her movement. She's got, like, a certain way that she moves. She She's really good at just, like, posing and moving, just holding a mic or just standing in front of a mic and just kind of doing her own, own little thing and Stevie Nicks is, if you guys have any concept of what Stevie Nicks is like on stage, they're similar. So that's just what I mean, like the fact that Taylor's really coming back into that. Anyway, so she sings August, and then she goes into Illicit Affairs. I I am so vindicated by this being on this atlas, because this has been like my top three on folklore. Maybe, I think honestly it might be, well, I have personal wounds with my tears ricochet so i think that's probably my favorite but i also have personal wounds with the list of affairs and i love that song so much like it i love that she gave it a moment on tour i love what she does when she sings the bridge the way she sings it kind of differently it's like oh god it. yeah it's like the backup baby yes backup yes i was tour. trying to kaya i was trying to think of what it was like <laughs> from a and you put the word It literally was, because she takes the bridge, she she extends it, she gets really into it, she gets down under the floor, and she takes it up a notch, and uh, takes it up an octave. Mm -hmm. This is not a personal disc to you. (laughs) I personally would have wished that she would replace that with Seven. That's just my personal feelings. I know how you feel about it. I love the moment on tour that it created, but like, just song-wise, I needed to hear like, I really just wanted Seven. (laughs) And it Um, also, it just fits... It fits the theme of folklore, like you said, so well. So like it just would've been perfect. Okay, so we have two more. Next Mm. is my tears ricochet. Oh right, right, right. Has to be, has to be on this. Like it's just perfect. Oh my god, the performance of this is absolutely devastating. The funeral procession? Yeah, it's amazing. The dancers. And the fact that they're all walking. They're all walking together. Yes. It's amazing. Speechless. Like, I'm absolutely, I'm ended by that. That's amazing. That's the best mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. It's just a great moment on tour, and I feel like it was going to happen, and I'm glad she went all out with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's, like, um, that song is the reason we are all here. Like, that's the heart It's, like, the most direct response she has to everything that happened. Mm-hmm. That even caused this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm really glad that that made the set list, and that she, and that the performance is so good because it that song really deserves it, and that moment on the tour really yeah. deserves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she closes with, and I'm so glad, Cardigan. I don't remember what the performance was like, but I'm just, I mean, it was kind of inevitable. I feel like if she was going to do one, I think film, she was folklore, at the lore. the card, the the house, Folklore House. <laughs> yeah, which is so cool. I'm yeah. glad she brought the set into it. Like she brought us into the world. Oh, it's yes, perfect. So good. Um. Lovely song. Love it. Okay, then she transitions to 1989. And what an interesting, how interesting is this? <laughs> because the set, it has, like, the the design elements or whatever from the 1989 tour, like the black and white stripes and, like, the grays and, like, the pops of color. Yeah. So, like, I feel like she did a really good job of bringing us back to that. Yeah. So what are the songs she sings from 1989? First is style. Love. Slay. Yeah, I'm glad it's Amazing. on sale stuff. So glad that mm-hmm. I was really afraid after the 1989 era ended that style wasn't going to have a life after. Because it's like the best of the singles. Yes, <laughs> and it it wasn't that successful of the singles. Um, I mean, just because the other ones were so successful. <laughs> and also because of the music video she gave it. She kind of gave it an artsy, like that was her, like, I'm going to try and be artsy and different yeah. with this video. And I love it, but it... It wasn't the same uh, shock value or like wow factor that the other videos of nineteen eighty nine had, so it kind of just mm-hmm. had a different life than like like space yeah. or shake it off or bad mm-hmm. blood. So yeah, so glad that that made the set list. What does she sing next?
1: Also, um, the Blake bikes
0: space? the bikes replacing <laughs> the so wheelies cute. is so funny to me. Yes, I actually like I like all the because she really leaned into like. I don't know. I loved how weird the 1989 tour was. Like, that was one of my favorite parts about it. It's like, why is any of this? <laughs> yeah. So, like, it didn't really, it wasn't like, this sounds so funny, but it wasn't really aesthetically pleasing sometimes. Yeah. But, like, it was just, like, specific, which is important. in a, And I love that they have visuals. bikes because she's riding that bike around in the blank Space video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I love that she utilized the props, like the golf club and everything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that she brought that back. And it's, like, glow-in-the-dark. It's very cute. Did people say right. the city name when she did that? Did she do that? S- the people doing the live stream did. <laughs> but I don't know if the actual people did. Hmm. Um, I do be singing. Oh, well, <laughs> <Nashville>. yeah. Nashville. <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we get Blank Space. And, like, I don't know. It's just an iconic 99 song. It's, like, her biggest single ever, I think. So. um, And then Shake It Off. I mean... Yeah, <laughs> I I wow. love "Shake It Off" live. I really do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to deny it. It's such a good song. It's really honestly, um, someone uh said something to me a while ago about "Shake It Off" being like, it's a good song, but it's probably her most like generic pop song. But I actually don't no. think I agree with that. No, it's actually unique. I love the horns. I did. I think we talked about this in our predictions episode. I don't know how deep into this we went, but I would have loved for her to sing Shake It Off like on the guitar. Yeah, we uh, talked like about to, that. To give those to give us a pop song like in a different way that we've not mm-hmm. heard it live before. Um, but I just love, love the too. production with the horns. But so yes, I'm not, okay with it. I'm not not saying, I'm saying I love mm-hmm. I know. love it, but um, it would have also been cool to get it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So. it's a really fun song. And it's fun and not just like that's fun, you should like it. Well, like I actually yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, like it's actually a really good song, and that's why it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would just honestly like take one or two of these off because I don't need this many 1989 singles. If I would not take Bad Blood. We speak our debut songs. The fact that we've had Bad Hasn't Blood on every Perry tour since it enough? came out. <laughs> the poor girl. <laughs> But bad she, blood like, has been she, on every... she struts with, like, all of her female dancers, and they're, like, strutting down. It's very, like, she recreates that part of the video a little bit. So it's, like... Hmm. That's kind of cute. I do love that she's bringing her videos to life. That's very cute. Yes, I do love but that. But it's, like, we don't... Take off Bad Blood. And I don't know what else she would take off. Maybe Wildest Dreams? I don't know. But I don't need five songs from 1989, and that's just a fact. <laughs> I do wish that she had maybe taken, like... Obviously, I I think, take off one of these songs and give us a Speak Now song or a debut song. But mm-hmm. if you're just, if you really want that many 1989 songs, take off Bad Blood, put on a more deep cut, and give that album, give a deep cut that wasn't a single, a moment, because that album, everybody loves that album, every single song, you know? Like, it wasn't just yeah, a single Yeah, every song is known song. on that album. Yeah, so she could It's really, kind of like folklore in that way. Yes, she really could have picked anything. So it's like, give us, I wish you would, give us um out of the woods even that would have been uh, great romantics but i feel like the strengths of that album are how huge it was how pop it was how mainstream and successful it was So like i'm not mad at her not doing a deep cut i would have preferred a red deep cut to a 1989 deep cut because red's deep cuts are its strengths but um i just i wouldn't have done five because that's as many as evermore and it's more than red and it's more than rep so it's a little much in my opinion yeah. so and especially bad blood like come on i know Oh, that's what I was trying to say. She's sang "Bad Blood" every tour since it came out. I mean, that song doesn't was feel necessary. Huge. It was, but like, I get that's it. I respect good. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, cool. so, so, what's the last 1989 <laughs> song she does? Is "Bad Blood," which okay, is weird. So she finishes that's, with know. "Bad Blood" of all of all songs. Okay, so then she goes into surprise songs. Okay. So, and as we have learned as of last night, Tim McGraw is not there on the set list. Surprise. There are two surprise songs, which is, we have never. Which is cool. Had that. Yeah, because she can pick one from her back catalog and one from Folklore, Folkmore, I whatever. love that. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, that's cool. I think cool. that's really cool. But as I have stated, <laughs> I could go through the set list and tweak it so we could have two or three debut songs and three Speak Now songs, without heavily altering it. Mm-hmm. So, and still have two surprise songs. So, <laughs> um, we got Mirrorball, and then we got This Is Me Trying, and then we got Tim McGraw, and then we got State of Grace last night. I went by guitar songs and piano songs. Oh, So gotcha. she's doing a guitar and a piano song gotcha. each night, which is great. Because she only ever does, usually she does it on a guitar. Uh-huh. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that is Because so it opens cool. it up so much more. Because you can't always do every song on piano, and you can't always do every song on guitar. Mm-hmm. So that's and very it's exciting. like we've she's sang so many songs as surprise songs on the guitar on her past tours. Yeah. So, now so we've it heard gives a lot way, of them. It gives her an opportunity to sing these surprise songs. These mm-hmm. give, sing something acoustically, but she gets to do it on piano. So that's like a totally yeah. different. That's a totally different performance of that song that we've mm-hmm. never had before. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, it's exciting. But um, justice for debut i love it it was an era it was an era you cannot erase that mm-hmm. <laughs> and i just love that album honestly debut was for many years not even just when it came out like even like after 1989 came out debut was still my number one album mm-hmm. like i have that journal somewhere in one of my old journals yeah so like debut i actually love it it's such a good album it People was always just like, it was an album oh it's just nostalgic for you like no it's a great album shut up <laughs> yeah i just hate the disrespect <laughs> Because it's never going if to. If not for this tour, when will it ever have another yeah. moment? Yeah. <sighs> um. So then she goes into. Midnights. While she jumps under the stage and swims. <laughs> oh my god. That blew my mind when I. Yeah. The first night out. That was phenomenal. I was shook. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I still don't know how she does that. There has I to be like a foam s- pit down there. I did see a. a um, an angle of that from someone who was up and the stage opens up right there mm-hmm. and she just jumps she like literally dives down there which i think is hilarious it She's is diving onto just like i'm assuming a cushion a mat down there um so and then the clouds first come midnight out, song lavender um haze. lavender haze because the clouds come out and they're on the screen, and then they physically come out of the screen. It's amazing, yeah. and lavender haze starts, which is great. Maybe I'm in nine. <laughs> um, so she does lavender haze, and then what did she saying? Um, antihero. Antihero. Okay, I love. I saw a video. I'm sure you've seen this where the where she, she lets, lets, the lets the crowd, the sing crowd it. say hi. Yep, yep, yep. And just, she's, <laughs> like, she's like, with me,
1: hi. Hi, Hi, it's so
0: it's cute. She's the cute I want to give her I so bad. I love her. It's <laughs> my comfort. It's brilliant. Person. Okay, and then Midnight Rain. I'm so glad we got Midnight Rain. So yeah, she starts Midnight Rain in that t-shirt,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then quick change from the all of the umbrellas that yes. like, cover her, and she does a quick change. So and then cute. She's in that like bodysuit. Surprising that she chose Midnight Rain to me a little bit. I thought it was gonna be on there. I'm glad it was. Because it feels like a fan favorite. Yeah. So, I wasn't expecting vigilante shit on the set list. I didn't want it but i'm glad it's here i actually love the performance yeah it reminds me of chicago cell block tango i don't know if you know that but it's like all it's a it's a famous Broadway musical and movie and it's all these women who are like scorned, and they're in like black like burlesque pussycat dolls type outfits and they all have their own moment to tell like how they murdered their husband <laughs> <laughs> so it's iconic and so that's what, literally like what that reminds me of so i love it because they have chairs too and everything yes oh it's so I, good i wasn't hoping for that to be on the set list, but I think the performance she gave it really, like, I appreciate the song more now having mm-hmm. watched that. And so I think yeah. hearing that live will also help me appreciate the song. Because the honestly, I do like the song. I love the chorus. But the production is just too simplistic yes. for me. It feels too modern and a little too like the Billie Eilish effect. Yeah. I and agree. so the production juxtaposes that really well and like leans into the dramatics of the really what the theme of the song is, which is very dramatic. Mm-hmm. So I really like the performance yeah, a I lot. Agree. It's so good. And so then what did she sing after that? Bejeweled, which oh. is so fun. That's such, such a good moment. We all knew that was going to be on the set list, and mm-hmm. it's just really fun. And then Mastermind, which I love. I'm so glad it's on there. I love the Buddha boa the arpeggio app- or whatever synth. Yeah. Um if you guys listen to our for prediction episode, then you know we that so that much I, I accurately really predicted the last two songs. And forgot to say this. I predicted that Cruel Summer would be the second song she sings. I also predicted that Cruel Summer would be the second song. I thought you had a different- We both had that. I had Lavender Haze and Cruel Summer. So, then, um, wait, actually, I don't think I had Cruel Summer. Oh, maybe you thought, maybe you thought I did, so you thought you did. <laughs> wait, I predicted the second song and you predicted the last? Yeah, because I had Antihero as the second song. Well, what's funny? Oh my god, this is so funny. Because Antihero, anti-hero is the second song of the of the Midnight's era. Mm. So you kind of had that right. Yeah. And then Lavender Hayes was the first one. We both had that right. And then I had I had Bejeweled and then Mastermind, I think. And then you had Mastermind and then Karma. So, like, we were really, like, we're just very on the same wavelength as Taylor. I had her closing the entire show with Mastermind and then Karma. And that's what she did. Yeah. So, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just know how her brain works. <laughs> yeah. And we just, like, really get her music in that way. You know? Like, you guys would yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um that was a joke. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, you're so funny guy. So um she sings Mastermind and then Karma. I think Mastermind. I've had an interesting relationship with that song since it came out because when I first heard it I was like what, what what are we doing? Like, what, what is this? And it it kind of I've, it's been a grower, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's been a grower for me. Um, I had a and moment it was plan all along. <laughs> I had a moment when when it first came out where I really liked it, and then I kind of was like, "Wait, just kidding. I don't think I get it. I think that was a fake fathom <laughs> made up in song." So, um, but like the movement, it's moves, just so. The, <laughs> is so good. Yeah. It's and the fact that like. The choreography really leans into those sounds, and the fact that the dancers are like going cascading in a line, like literally right in front of you, and the way they're like marching. I (laughs) I haven't
1: really looked at it in that much detail.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's so good. I love it. I'm I'm absolutely over the moon. I, so I just feel like it's such an important song to her career because like we've always known like she's crazy. <laughs> and like she is so crazy. And so that basically is what the song's about. It's how she's crazy. <laughs> and how yeah. she's like just like a genius. And so yeah, yeah I love that song. It deserves a spot on the set list, so I'm glad it got one. Um it's not like one of my favorites on midnight, but it's not one of my least. I guess. I don't know. It's just it's just a good song. And, I'm and I I think it's, its perfect for tour. Like, I think it's a great mm-hmm. song to play on tour. Because it deserves a moment on tour, and this is a perfect tour to have a moment. Because it's also, like, it fits the theme of the eras tour, too. Because she's yes. created all these eras and everything. So. And she's recording her album. She's like, I'm a mastermind. Mm-hmm. You should have known. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. I do is planned. I'm... Exactly. They used to call me calculated, but really I'm just a mastermind. And you wouldn't get it. Exactly. And I'm the man. And so, you know, karma is like my second favorite on midnight. <laughs> so I'm so glad that it got its shining moment. I did notice that when she goes, Karma is a cat. She's like walking, she goes, Karma is a cat and I love it. <laughs> when she does like a meow movement. I oh, love God. it. <laughs> it's so cute. That's amazing. That song is just so celebratory and it's like it's one of her like happiest, like genuinely happy songs. Yeah. Like Like, some of her songs are happy, capital H. But, like, this just makes me feel happy and joy and excited. Uh And, like, I want to dance with my friends. Yeah. So, perfect, perfect closer. And there's no really slow song on the Midnight's portion. But it's like I said, like, this is the closer of the tour Uh is Midnight's. (laughs) So, all of these are upbeat. I still think she could have put Maroon after Antihero. Because Midnight Rain is kind of slow. Yeah. So... I think yeah, it was either going to be Midnight Rain or Maroon And I think Maroon won Or er, <laughs> I think Midnight Rain won. Midnight Rain won yeah. Maroon lost <laughs> Yeah I don't know what I would remove To put Maroon on there I just need it Because I need to hear that production in a stadium <laughs> And it would have fit really well With Midnight Rain Even if she did like half a Maroon And half a Midnight Rain Yeah, That would have been cool yeah. there was no mashups she could have done i'm glad that she put as much into every song as she wanted or as she as it deserved but like she could have given us more like mashups kind of like a transition like what i was talking about on my set list what i was kind of thinking she would do which is what she did with don't blame me and look what you made me do where she sang the mm-hmm. song but she she transitioned it into another song okay so let's close this out by sharing um what changes we would make to the set list okay Personally, I would take out. Uh, you need to calm down. Yes, definitely. Um, That's what, like, I think universally we should do. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I would replace it with anything in Lover. No. I think I would just take it out. Shorten. <laughs> take it out and add a Speak Now song. Shorten the Lover set list and add a Speak Now song. And then, um, I would replace twenty two with Red, or the very first night. I think I would take out bad blood, not add anything else, and then just give yeah. a debut a song. I would, I would <laughs> take out bad blood and maybe Wildest streams. I mean, I like Wildest streams more than blank space just as a song, but I feel like blank space defines nineteen eighty nine more. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I would have to take out like four songs and not replace them, so there have to be four slots so so that I could get three speak now songs and one debut song. Wait, I guess I just have to do two or three. So, yeah, that's easy. <laughs> Why did she <you> do it? <laughs> yeah, so you need to come down. I would take out. I. So, like, there's what I would do realistically, like, what I would genuinely suggest, and then what I would personally want. So, personally, I would even maybe take out Lover. <laughs> but I would definitely take out You Need to Come Down. I would maybe um, take out Marjorie just because that's so many slow songs. Mm-hmm. Or even like, I don't have anything against Marjorie. I love that song. So like, take out Champagne Problems for all I care. (laughs) But (laughs) but um, but that's more of a fan favorite though. Yeah, Marjorie. I'm just saying the person. All I'm saying is that the Evermore set list is very long and slow. And personally, I'm not hating on that. I'm just saying it is fact. So to make room for a debut set at all, or like two Speak Now songs, I would maybe take out one of the slower songs. So Fearless, I'm happy with it, but I wouldn't seriously suggest this really, but personally I would just take out Love Story and put like Forever and Always or something, just because I love that song more than Love Story. But I understand why Love Story is on the set list, Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't actually seriously suggest that. Yeah, Um, Evermore... I would take out Marjorie. Actually, I think it took out Willow. But like, I understand why it's on there because it's like, I guess the most popular. Yeah, it's like it's the not, cardigan. It's one of. Yeah, but it's not as good as cardigan. So no, I it's not. Don't, but like, I think yeah, Taylor, when she wrote Willow, I think she was trying to write cardigan forevermore. You know. So, yeah, it's it's like the poppiest sort of song on the album, I guess. Yeah. And her so, like, I come back stronger than a '90s trend. Like she definitely wrote that, wanting to sing it live. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so it is the name season i'd keep because it's a perfect transition to evermore but then i would take out willow and marjorie and replace them with ivy and cowboy like me those are my two sisters those are my songs (laughs) (laughs) and then um i kept champagne problems see i i lengthened it by one song even though i took two out i did lengthen it by one song because i kept champagne problems and tolerated it and then i added right where you left me and right where you left me is such a fan favorite i feel like it is, but I do feel like it's just on guitar, and so she could do it as a surprise song, and it would work just as well if it had a slot on the set list, so that's that is true. one of those that, like, because sometimes she does surprise songs, and it's like, I love this song, but it, it's not the same on acoustic guitar, so, like, as much as I appreciate it, I do just, like, it's not the same, yeah, you know? you want the full So, production. Right Where You Left Me, yeah, but Right Where You Left Me doesn't have that issue, because if it, even if it wasn't on the set list, it would sound the exact same as if it was just acoustic song. Yeah, that's true. So, I'm okay with getting that, but I d- hope it's more than once, but that's we'll cross that bridge when we get there <laughs> okay so rep i took out don't blame me and delicate and just put Dan- dancing with her hands tied in the middle because i just love the production of that song and we never got yeah, it Yeah, we didn't get it so before. i would love to have that then for speak now obviously i just added songs so <laughs> i got sparks fly to start then the story of us and then it chanted but I would also love for her to sing the story of us again. Like, I I wanted yeah. that so badly. Yeah, it's just so good. And it's so good live because of that, like, drum and that guitar that just carries you through the song. You're just like, you're going. You are mm-hmm. on a ride. I am here for it. The story of us mm-hmm. looks a lot like a tragedy. <laughs> Next chapter. Take me away. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so, folklore, I... Put seven first, like Ashley's song, the song mm-hmm. seven. Cause she could have done that and the I'd way d- she did Miss Americana, just singing a little bit, and then yeah, she could have the her s- doing a poem could have been her singing it. It <laughs> took up that as she much time that for the change, but it's like you could have. But like it could have been pre-recorded even, and I would have liked it more. <laughs> mm. I did not really want Mirrorball though, cause I just would have loved that production. I think honestly, I would have taken out Betty and put Mirrorball instead. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed that Mirrorball wasn't on the folklore set list that doesn't have the same effect on guitar that's not no. that's not really an acoustic guitar song no. in my opinion nope you need the atmosphere of that mm-hmm. song like that's just a missed opportunity mm-hmm. mirrorball you're not gonna sing that live the and lights go down circus. low and just the disco lights all around and just uh, rotating, they her send rotating home the horses something. and the rodeo clowns i'm still in mm-hmm. that trapeze so, trying everything to get you looking at me like you're not going <laughs> to sing that? I know. On your first tour, after you wrote the song, devastated that a tour was canceled? I know. You're not going to sing that song? I mean, she did sing it, but you can't. It's not the same. It's just not the same. So, um 1989 is next. I would have. What I have is take off Wildest Dreams and take off Bad Blood and just put New Romantics first
1: mm, to introduce yeah.
0: the. Because that's just. Uh, uh, that's so fun Even if it's just like An interlude But um Debut I have I think that's perfect To do Surprise song And then do debut mm-hmm. Have a production for it Have something on the screen Have like Green and blue swirls On the screen Yeah Have people in cowboy boots And flowy dresses You know That's mm-hmm. what you need And um Tim McGraw Great choice Would love to have it On the set list mm-hmm. Um I And think... Mary's song That's
1: mm-hmm. what I, so one I have. have It's
0: a beautiful song And the guitar The the outro of mary's song is absolutely beautiful instrumentals yeah. and that would have just been gorgeous for her to jump in and swim while that was happening come on it's wait i just had a thought imagine if her debut if she didn't put on cowboy boots but she just like drew a little heart on her foot Aww. that'd be so cute she just barefoot, barefoot just, would work too i mean she's yeah. barefoot during folklore that's what i'm saying she could have just had a little and you know how the whole stage is water that looked like debut to me so if she had focused on that and just like walked and it looks like she was like splashing in like a river or something like that would have been so cute and then the blue and green swirls on the back that would have been everything also i just want to say it kind of is like you said a greatest hits plus um albums i haven't toured yet folk yeah yeah love or folk folklore evermore minutes Because yep. it's not even Taylor's version, like, it's not even Vault songs. Yeah. So, I mean, which, I'm not, that's not a complaint, that's just an assessment. An observation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It could have been a lot less involved and a lot less, like, fan-oriented, because it could have just been way shorter. <laughs> just for- Okay, so, favorite outfit and biggest surprise on the set list? Ooh... Okay, I think my favorite outfit is the new folklore dress. It's white, and it's gorgeous. I was going to say that to you. It's gorgeous. The purple kind of threw me off. It's a gorgeous dress, and I love the movement, but I was like, that doesn't really feel folklore to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a reimagined folklore, and I respect that, but I like the white. Like, I think the, I think the white and the grayscale is, because it's so different from any other album that she's done, mm-hmm. so I think she should have. I yeah. like that. I honestly have... A soft spot for what she wears when she sings "Lavender Haze," simply for those boots that really make me, that really emulate the black black boots. Yeah, that really emulate like that's amazing. The Speak Now boots. I think that's is one of my weird... favorites just for that reason. And like the way she did that lavender haze big T shirt, but it's sparkly for the tour. True, I, I love that. that's true. Honestly, everyone is I was calling it a hoping... dress, and I'm like, no, no, it's not a dress. It's a T shirt. It's just sparkly. I wish it would have looked more like a t-shirt because it kind of does look like a dress. But I think that was that was a good idea she had to do the lavender haze t-shirt cuz that was very iconic mm-hmm. and it's like good reference. <laughs> but I do kind of wish it looked more like a t-shirt than a dress. Um I think it looks like a t-shirt, so I'm I'm okay. With it, it didn't have to be sparkly. Like she could have just worn like a, the cool purple t-shirt that she wore. Like not everything oh. has to be a joke. <laughs> I mean, it's also that would have probably been a little harder to hide the outfit she had on under it under. Just a regular t shirt, you know? Like you would have seen the Midnight Rain outfit. I think my favorite is the folklore and honestly the fearless dress. I don't I'm the one from the first night. I do really like the blue t shirt. I think that one looks more like a t shirt than the blue yeah, lavender does. haze. Mm-hmm. looks more like a the sparkly one on. doesn't look like a t-shirt because the t-shirt isn't silvery sparkles <laughs> it had to be a color i think the purple would have been good but okay so my yeah. final answer is um the opening outfit from the second night with the blue and the necklace that's the my part, top yeah. favorites the white folklore flowy dress um oh also you guys we're gonna put a, a pdf link in the show notes that's gonna have pictures of these so if you like want to see them as we're talking about them you you can do that um also i love the flowy um surprise song dress i love that she has a surprise song dress yeah that is amazing because for rep she was wearing like the the little jacket and the thing and i love that outfit but it was like i don't know (laughs) this feels very like guys i want to do a throwback (laughs) you know Yeah. yeah my favorites are the folklore white dress Mm-hmm. And I think the the Night 2 Fearless dress. Do you think these outfits are better? Do you prefer the costumes over Reptor costumes? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. The thing, the rep were good. They looked really nice and expensive. <laughs> but this has way more versatility mm-hmm. and way more theatricality. Yeah. Some of it I was like, that just doesn't apply. Like, what for Look What You Made Me Do, wasn't she wearing, like, the King like of My a Heart zip thing? Like the zip-up, the zip-up jacket over it. Yeah. And it was cute, but, like, it fit, I like the King of My Heart because it looked like kind of, like, boxing <laughs> type thing. Like, I don't know why that worked for me, but I didn't think that translated as well to Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah. And, yeah, I think there's way more, it just, it just feels more like costumes, and I really like it. Yeah. Most surprising song. On the set list. Well. <laughs> um. Most surprising. Overall might have been Miss Americana as the opener. Because we were. But I loved it. It was perfect. I honestly would not change that at all. And. It wasn't like that surprising. Because I was hoping it would have a moment on tour. Mm-hmm. But that set the tone for the whole tour. Because we were like. Oh. We don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think overall might be Marjorie because I just wasn't expecting that at all, and Evermore especially I had thought would have the least time. Yeah. So I definitely wasn't expecting Ever Evermore to get five songs, including Marjorie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was really surprised by Marjorie and Tolerate it, and then also Miss Americana being. But tis the damn season too. Oh my god, I totally freaking forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's maybe the most surprising, be just because it's a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought that's there's no way that's gonna be on the set list. Yeah, and, and I love yeah. that song, so I like if there was a possibility yeah. in my brain that I thought that I didn't want to get my hopes up, I would have put it on my dream set list. But no. Yeah, but the most surprising element overall is that Speak Now on the got one song. <laughs> well, I was very. Do you shocked know what by I that. realized right now in this moment. What. Is that on my Aerosport Dream set list that I made very realistically. Yeah, I did too. I didn't have a single Speak Now song on there. You didn't have a Speak Now song on there? No, do you? Yours work? was very short, though. Yeah. Definitely not 44 songs. I mean, you if you just put singles, then, like, big hits, then the only option of Four Speak Now would have been mine. Or not mine. Well, I guess mine. But probably mean. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of feel a little responsible for. It. <laughs> oh my god. Callie. <laughs> Taylor listened to our podcast and was like, oh yeah, they don't need Speak Now on this list. The biggest Speak Now fans didn't even put Speak Now themselves. <laughs> Are you serious? I had Enchanted and Sparks Fly. But if I, I knew it was going to be forty-four songs, I would have put "Story of Us" and probably another one. <laughs> I had I had them on there while I was making it, but by the end, I took them off because I was like, I was being so realistic but with you myself. Thought it was going to be a regular tour, not a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> so if you knew it was going to be forty-four songs, you definitely would have put "Speak Now" songs yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, I would have. That's what's so ridiculous. But this was such an amazing show, and I can't believe she's done it for us, and I can't believe we get to watch it, and I can't believe she's doing it twice every weekend, and I'm so excited, and I love it, and I can't believe we get to experience this moment in time together. It's so amazing. And I'm so glad we have the podcast to talk to you guys about it. Yeah. That's it's so good time. fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much, and we hope <laughs> that you get to go do a, a tour or a show on the Air's tour yes. and experience this live firsthand. Yes, we we hope that the tickets keep dropping in price, (laughs) but I'm scared. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We love you so much. We really appreciate it. We love doing this. We love talking to you. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.